are back. This is episode 134th of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. I am your host, the almighty Skull Crusher. And I am Mike. <laughs> there you go. And it's actually today, for the first time in years, years, it's just the two of us by our lonesome selves. So let's hope that we don't get lost in the big scary forest of podcasting. If, if we do, actually, Mike, if we get lost in the podcasting forest, then I hope you brought your flashlight. Flashlight? <laughs> yes, flashlight, not flashlight. Flashlight. No, yeah. <laughs> How's it going, Mike? It's been a minute since we recorded. Great. How are you? Uh, I'm actually enjoying single life right now. My wife is away. Oh, nice. Enjoy that. Oh, it's awesome, man. I don't even have to put the toilet seat down. It's like anarchy in this house. It's awesome. I love it. I walk the dog and I don't even have to clean his paws when he walks in. It's best. It's a pigsty in here. Because, you know, guys, that's a stereotype, right? Guys are messy. I'm messy. So yep. I'm, I'm, And also I'm a guy, so I'm drinking beers and eating burgers. That's what guys do. Naturally, it's incredibly boring. <laughs> I hate it. I hate quote-unquote single life, which is why I got married. So anyway, Mike, last time we talked about, we talked, we talked Tour de France, right? Because the Tour de France had just come to an end. And now we have the Olympics. It kind of came and went. I was surprised actually how quickly after the opening ceremony the race was. Because normally it's like a little bit farther down the Olympics. So it gives me a little bit of time to work out my anti-Olympics hatred. And then the race happens, and then I go back to hating the Olympics. And then this time around, it was like I barely. I'm like, wait, when were the? When was it that? So the, the the men's race was Saturday, right? Saturday morning, and the ceremony was the night before that, or something like that. I just remember think like somebody told me like, dude, the Olympic ceremonies tonight. Are you watching? I'm like, no. And I was like, oh, but wait, the race is tomorrow. Oh wow! So it's like I, I, I boycotted the Olympics. Oh, I boycott the Olympics every four years. Actually, every two years because I don't. The, the Winter Olympics are even dumber. I hate, I hate, I hate the Olympics. And I know I probably did this rant four years ago in, during London, but it doesn't really matter. I'm gonna do it again. It's, they're dumb and they're stupid and they're just all for the media and for the money and they're retarded and they hurt the the host cities and politicians love their cities and their countries hosting them and they basically just screw a bunch of people over and uh, if you don't believe me just look up how badly Barcelona did after the 92 Olympics over there and how unhappy Los Angeles was after the, the 84 Olympics and just look it up all of them it's just absolute shit the IOC are a bunch of fucking crooks just like can we even FIFA. say can we even say Olympics on the air? Can we even say the word Olympics? Yes, we can. I actually bought. Um, we can say it a thousand times. Oh, um, nice. I, I paid for exactly a thousand mentions. And the cool thing, though, and the cool thing, what I really like about the IOC is that I paid for a thousand mentions, and they threw in an extra five. So it's actually <laughs> one thousand five times I can say. And I have a I have a counter here, so don't worry about it. It's all good. And the counter is actually my lawyer. It's a dude there with a. With a pen and paper, he's counting how many times we can say the word Olympics. It's ridiculous. How often do people give a shit about swimming? I'll tell you, once every four years. How often do people care about judo? I'll tell you, once every four years. It's dumb. And they're like, women's rugby? Women's rugby? Now, 
of course, people, women can play rugby. People can play golf. I don't care about that stuff. Go ahead and do it. But people expect me, the Olympics, society expects me to give a shit about it. I'm sorry. Just because you're an Olympian doesn't mean you're a hero or you're representing my country. I don't give a shit. It's friggin' women's rugby. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's the Olympics. It's Olympic fever. I punch Olympic fever in the face every four years. I'm sorry, every two years. No, actually, every, every four years, I punch it in the, in the face. And then every four years, I punch it in the nuts. And that's the Winter Olympics, which I hate even more because it's even more Why? retarded. Why do you hate it more? Because it's the Winter Olympics and the winter is dumber than the summer. Because the summer is fun, beach, girls, beer, convertibles, woohoo, right? Summer, summer, summertime. I mean, the Fresh Prince thinks about summertime. Nobody thinks about the wintertime except for like doom and gloom death metal bands. Because the winter sucks because snow blows and skiing is dumb. That's why. So there. So I hate it even more. I feel your pain. I don't think you do, Mike. I think you're trying to... uh, you're trying to sound. Um, I'm sure there's a. There's no, I just, a I'm sure there's I a. Just boycott. I just don't even. I don't even pay attention. Just don't even pay attention to it. Don't yeah, get no, all worked up. Over. I don't either. It really bothers me. Even NPR, like, is like, ah, oh, today the medals and the blah blah blah. Oh, fuck off with your dumb medals. The only reason I like the 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 road race is because it's cycling. You know, it's, it's a sport that I follow and stuff yeah. or whatever, and 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 it's interesting and creates an interesting narrative for the next four years. As long as the gold medal winner doesn't retire, because then <laughs> it has four years that the Olympics in cycling were like a huge void because Vino didn't race. So, like, you know, and now I'm hoping that Greg Van Avermaet is going to wear, like, gold shoes and do the whole Sammy Sanchez thing. That would be awesome. Even though he's not really a blue dude. He's going to be on the Wheaties, the cover of and Wheaties. The cover so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could you imagine? Belgian Wheaties. That would be the worst. No, in America, that would be the worst selling box of weeds ever. You'd be like, who's this guy with his uh, huge uh, gap on his teeth? <laughs> What's the name of the, the, the guy in Mad Magazine? Um, Alfred E. Newman. Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> Why is Alfred E. Newman in the cover of uh, Wheaties? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have the Olympic races, uh, both of them, to talk about. And then uh, maybe we can talk about a little bit of these uh, transfers that have already been uh, announced that we know are um, that we know are coming, that we know are happening. Um, so for the Olympic race, um, oh, actually no, I have a note too about so the Tour of Colorado challenge of the cycling professionals in the state of Colorado near the whatever of the pro cycling tour thing, that race, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not going to happen in 2017, I heard. No sponsorship, and then the race is going away, which is a super yeah. bummer. Meanwhile, the you have Olympics... to watch the Tour of Utah. Yeah, no, I don't like this Tour of Utah. I don't like it as much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't like Utah. As much? I'm sorry if anybody you know from Utah is listening, but I don't like Utah that much. It's, it's, it's too hot over there. You just... You just said you hated winter. Now you hate <laughs> hot weather. Man, you got me. What do you? What? You totally got me. Uh, no, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't enjoy the tour of Utah as much as I enjoy the tour of Colorado. Let's call it what it is. Um, I know what it is. The tour of Utah, the roads are very wide. Yeah, 
I don't know. It, I makes just, for, it makes for a crappy TV. Maybe. You know what? You may be very right. I, I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. I can't really remember why it is that I don't like it. I just remember that every year I watch it and I'm always like, meh. Whereas the Pro Challenge Tour from Colorado or whatever, uh, it's always been, or not, not necessarily always, but I remember a couple of times where it was like, yeah, that's awesome. That's a cool race. And like, you know, like it was just good races. Or, I don't know. I don't know. Whichever way, it's just a bummer. And of course, we don't need to go over the thousand reasons that it sucks, that cycling is as shitty as it is, and that we can't get sponsorships for even pretty damn good races in countries that are actually economically viable and like the United States. Um, it was a, a very, very good and incredibly successful race for, I don't know, whatever, four, five, six years, however it was, however much it was. Um, just a real bummer that we can't even, nah, I don't know. Hey, oh, you know what else? Do you want me to tell you something else that really bothers me before besides the Olympics that is Olympic-related? Please, please do. People that call Rio de Janeiro, Rio de Janeiro, Rio de Janeiro, everybody calls it Rio de Janeiro. It's not Janeiro, it's Janeiro. There's an I in there? Janeiro. Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. It's not difficult. Don't say Rio de Janeiro. That's just so damn stupid and ignorant. Janeiro. That's it. Janeiro. It's not difficult even in English. I'm supposed to remember that. I'm just going to say Rio. All right. So there you go. I don't know exactly where to start. So, oh, one more. <laughs> this one just also. Uh, I don't. Whose feed did you watch the race in? Like, I, I, I downloaded mine, but I think it was NBC's, but I'm not really sure. Olympics? Yeah, Olympics, yes. I, I just told you I boycotted it. Oh, so you didn't watch the race at all? No, I watched. I watched <laughs> a. Uh, I didn't watch it live. I watched a. Um, a feed. A. I think it was Australian commentators. I don't know. I didn't recognize the voices. Was there a dude and a girl or was it just two dudes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dude the one that I watched, a dude and a girl. Who was that? I don't know. I'm sure we can find out, but I, I don't they care. Were, they were not animated enough. No, they were not. I was like, cra- there were crashes. The, the, it was going crazy. And the guy was like, very dramatic racing. Exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's just the thing, though. Why weren't they excited? It's the Olympics. I'll bet you they could. They would have been excited if it was badminton. What? It's the Olympics, man. It's the only time that badminton comes into the limelight. What? It, <laughs> what are you saying? Badminton. Oh, bad, badminton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's I can't sport believe of, that's sport of kings. Uh, yeah, they were actually. So then we watched the same thing. But one thing that just bugged me: this girl kept calling Valverde Valverde. It's not Verdi, it's not Valverde, it's Valverde. An E at the end, not an I at the end. Not Valverde, Valverde. So I just, uh, it just drove me nuts. Okay, so, now we know that we both watched the same one, so we probably both got the exact same excitement out of it, which is one thing. But, in absolutely no... Uh, order at all, I can tell you that the first thing I noticed was that the German kits, both for men and women's, was super nice. White top with nothing on it except for Germany and black shorts and that's it. I don't know, whatever. It looked like 
from a long time ago. Just black shorts, a white shirt, just says Germany, and that was it. And I thought that was super, super classy, really, really nice. And then you put, like, the Ecuadorians next to it and, like, crazy colors everywhere. And just, oh, you know who else had a really nice one? Hong Kong. It was all white with, like, a little bit of gray on it and stuff. Super, super nice kit as well. But that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, look, Germans look nice. Unfortunately, the German I was looking at was Simon Geschke, but what are you going to do? You can't win them all. I'm like, such a nice, simple kit being worn by a grizzly bear. Not so nice, but what are you going to do, right? Fucking <laughs> a German lumberjack. But, um, yeah, actually, Simon Geschke, I was really impressed with the original breakaway of the day. Um, let me see if I can remember exactly who it was. Um, Mike, uh, yeah, Micah, uh, Pantano, Simon Geschke. Shoot, now I can't remember who else, but it was like quality to the point that I thought like, maybe these guys actually are going to pull it off. And then I realized it was still 135 miles to go <laughs> or kilometers <laughs> to go. And I was like, oh yeah, no, these guys are not going to pull it off at all. These guys are not going to pull it off at all. Um... Also noticed that, so Rafael Micah was wearing number 60, and he got two numbers, right? One for each side of his lower back. One of them, the one on his left, was the number 60, and the one on his right was the number 60, but it was, like, handmade with, like, a marker. Like, they gave him two numbers, and he lost one, so he made one and, like, kind of made it look like it. Did he get fined for that? I don't know, but I totally noticed it, and I was like, why did Micah do his own number 60? I think he probably spilled something on it, and I was like, oops. So he, like, stole somebody else's number, turned it around, like, put it, you know, like, and then on the back of somebody else's number, the number 60. If you see it, the race again, pay attention to that, you'll see. I'm going to look for it. I'm, I'm going to send him a cease and desist. Uh, please do. See, pay attention to the. I pay attention to this shit, Mike, so you don't have to. Here's what I paid attention to: that uh, it's so annoying to try and figure out who is who with the teams. It takes you all. It takes you until the very last minute to figure out who is who. Who is? And then it's over. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, there were a couple of people and that I knew. Why was everyone riding yellow bikes? That was super <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really funny that, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure, like, each bike manufacturer, bike manufacturer is like, oh, shit, my bike's going to be the Olympics, so I want to give these guys a special bike. But then everybody gets the same, yeah, Scott, Specialized. What's that? We're neutral service bikes. I'm like, did 80% of this race already crash? What the fuck is going on? Uh, it was really funny to see like people having punctures and this happens during the world championships as well but it's just really funny when they show them a mechanic doing a quick change and then he you know push the guy in the camera and you realize that the guy that is pushing him is a mechanic from a completely different country <laughs> that i mean like if it's like an ecuadorian dude helping a venezuelan rider i mean that makes sense you know whatever but it did, I saw this guy, it was a Chilean um, um, mechanic, and he was helping one of the dudes from Belarus. <laughs> what? Those two countries don't even exist in the same universe. It's like, that's like Marvel and DC, you know what I'm saying? Like, Superman and Iron Man don't exist in the same universe. You can't, you can't one can help, you know what I'm saying? Like, Superman would yeah. never help, like, the Thor change a tire. They don't exist in the same universe. Belarus and Chile. The Olympic just, spirit. The Olympic spirit. <laughs> the Olympic spirit. I'll fucking kill that Olympic spirit in a second. 
Oh my god. Um, also, Richie Port. In other news, Richie Port must be the guy with the worst luck in cycling. That dude. Either that or he really doesn't know how to handle a bike. He's always crashing, but then he always gets I like... I think something was up with the road. That was where everybody... Cra- looked like where everybody was crashing. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that... I mean, that descent was crazy scary. But even during the during the cobbles, that people are like, oh, look at the pavé from Brazil. That's not a pavé, dude. That's <laughs> shit. That's just a shit road. You know? If that's a pavé, then West Virginia has a whole bunch of... West Virginia is northern France. This is just shit roads. Just yeah. because the road is shitty doesn't necessarily mean that you can, like, give it, like, the prestige of Pave. But anyway, those shitty cobblestones, people were getting flat tires, like, left and right as well, which was a little crazy. didn't really happen that much with the women. But I think the women only went through twice, where the guys went by three or four times. But, yeah, he, that Richard Port gets flats in the worst times. He crashes. He just... Dude, I don't know, man. I feel bad for that guy. Well, I feel bad for him because he's shorter than I am, for one thing. And I also feel bad for him because he always gets flat tires and crashes in the worst moments, man. He's the worst luck. He should have never left Team Sky. Yep, exactly. You know how there's the luck of the Irish? He has the luck of the Australians, which is just terrible luck. He's Tasmanian. Tasmania is within... I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I told you that I... uh. I met when I was uh, in Japan. I met a girl from Tasmania, and I'd never met anybody from Tasmania. She was very attractive, and we were hanging out at like a party for foreigners, which happens a lot, or happened a lot at least when I was in Tokyo. We would go to these parties, and it was all mostly American, British people, and Australians. And I met this girl from Tasmania, and I thought it was hilarious. I'd never met anybody from Tasmania. She was really attractive, and I think she liked me. And I kept like making fun of her because she was from Tasmania. <laughs> She must have loved that. I blew my chances with this hottie just because I couldn't get around. I couldn't get over the fact that she was from Tasmania. The Tasmanian devil is too funny. I don't. I didn't even know that was a real place until that day. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was somewhere in my mind that it was real, but I mean, it's the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if in Tasmania they know how indoctrinated Americans are, American kids are with the cartoons. They have to be. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, poor Richie Port, the Tasmanian devil. Uh, Yeah, bad luck. Bad luck in general. Uh, You know what's funny is that that's actually all the notes that I have for the men's race. What? Yeah, I mean, everything else. Nibali broke his collarbone. Sergio and Al crashed with Nibali. Yeah, you know. When does Vincenzo Nibali crash on a descent that is unheard of? In Brazil. That's why. In the Olympics. He saved it. He saves it for the Olympics. And he he has, they said today, I read that he has two broken collarbones. Two? Yeah. They said two broken collarbones, like, like you say two broken ribs, like there's multiple, right? But you only have two broken collarbones, so why wouldn't you say both collarbones? You know what I mean? It's kind of a weird thing to say, like, two collarbones. His third one is okay. Like, you have two collarbones, both collarbones. He might have an extra. He might have a spare. <laughs> he, has a, he has a spare, but he's in the team car, which is way back. So Did, he, I, did you see, did I miss footage of that crash or there just isn't there footage is, of that crash? Nah, there the isn't. Aftermath. Yeah, no, no, just, just the aftermath. Uh, it didn't look to be that bad. I'm guessing it was just right. a straightforward over the bars kind of thing. The, the, the part that I would be really curious to know, and for no reason other than just because my morbid curiosity, 
did he take down Sergio Anao or did Anao take right. Nibali down? I would That's what I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the World Championships, was it the World Championships? Yeah, the World Championships two years ago or three years ago. I don't know. When Uran had a, a crash, it was a little bit farther down the road, a little bit closer to the end. This kind of reminded me of it. When I don't allow myself to get too excited about things, but at that point, I was like, oh, my God, this break is going to make it. Oh, my God, this break is going to make it. Sergio now is going to get, like, at least a silver medal unless he plays it smart. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was starting to get excited. And then he went down. It <laughs> broke my heart. Ugh. It broke my heart, man. And it broke Nibali's collarbones. All three of them. Done. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean, I can tell you... Uh, it was a pretty exciting last 25K, 30K. It was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome that Greg Van Avermaet won it. I mean, I, I, any of those guys could have won it and I would have been fine with it. Uh, I just didn't want Wiggins to win. I'm not Wiggins. I mean, Froome. Um, <laughs> I didn't want any of the quote-unquote, like, favorites to win. You know what I mean? I I. I don't think that I would have been very happy with Nibali winning it. And it's nothing necessarily against either of those two guys, but it's the Olympics, you know? It's the spirit of the Olympics. Just share a little, guys, you know? The Olympics are such an important part of our lives. Every four years, we look forward to this. So I'm very happy that Greg Van Avermaet got a gold medal, which is awesome. And then What's-His-Face and What's-His-Face, they were both really happy with their medals, and they were, like, all posing with their medals very happily. So that was nice, I thought. Fugel sang, and yeah, Fugel Mike, did you see Micah? He didn't even try. He was like, I got this. I got the bronze. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looked Stop back. He's like, do I have the bronze? Yes. Screw it. <laughs> and I was very surprised that Fugel sang, they, they, they said his name right during the, during the medal ceremony. I was oh, very, yeah. very surprised because <laughs> it's not an easy word. To, it's not an easy name to say. I mean, I think us in the cycling world, we think that it's easy to say because we've heard it so many times. But if you read it for the first time, you'd be like, it's kind of difficult. But no, the guy just got it first try, and it was nice and good. I mean, three guys three, three guys that I don't have anything against, which, I mean, in the peloton, that's not – it's very hard to get three guys that I don't have anything <laughs> against any of them because I'm such a hater. That is you know? a, a yeah. pure – Podium, a pure Olympic podium. A very exactly the spirit of the Olympics, <laughs> Saint Olympics. Zeus himself came down from Mount Olympus and made this happen just for me. It's a miracle. It's an Olympic what you, miracle. What are you gonna What are you gonna do when Peter Sagan wins a gold medal in the mountain biking thing? Oh, I dude, come on, dude. You, I already checked out of the Olympics. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell's going on. <laughs> they were talking about on NPR this morning. They were talking about uh, Michael Phelps. And like something, I don't know, they were saying something. And I realized while I'm driving, I'm like, oh, wait, what did they say about the Olympics? I completely checked out while they were talking about it. I was like, yeah, all right, woohoo. And since I don't ever watch any TV like live, all my TVs like Netflix and Hulu and stuff, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about the Olympics at all. I don't even have TV. It's awesome. Exactly. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm very, very happy about that. And then, like, the, the cycling websites that I check for news and stuff like that, they're not going to talk about the Olympics anymore because cycling is over. So yeah, I'm very happy about that. The women's – oh, and speaking of the women's race, you know we have um, uh, our friend Natalia sent, sent me um, 
what do you call these things? A report. File? Yeah, a little file, a report that she sent on the... Um, her thoughts about the Olympic road race and... Uh, oh, the Armistead situation thingy. So we can definitely listen to that at any point that you want to. Uh, unless you want to keep talking... Let's, let's keep talking talking Olympics, and then I want to... I want to talk about the Armistead thing for a little bit, and then we can listen to Natalia. So that way, whenever she, whatever she says, we've already said. <laughs> and she'll look a fool. Because <laughs> if we play it, and she says all this stuff that I was going to say, then we'll be like, uh, all right, that's it, we're out of here. And then it'll be like a 30-second, <laughs> like a 35-second podcast. So um, I don't know, anything, about, any, anything else about the, the Olympic race, Mike? Uh, there was some controversy about Chris Froome doing a bike change, a bike change at the wrong time. I didn't really follow up on it, but oh. do you know anything about that? No, I remember him changing bikes and them saying that maybe it was uh, they meant to do it that it wasn't an you know it wasn't a mechanical. No, it, wasn't or anything. A, no, it was definitely planned. I think it was planned because of the terrain change from that cobbled section to, to yeah or technical. yeah maybe something to do and, with uh, with how deep the, the the wheels were or something yeah yeah and, and, and seam sky is always on top of that stuff but the, I guess the issue was is that you can't. You can bike change in the Olympic road race, but it has to be for a reason. You can't just have a guy on the side of the road standing there with a bike like a cyclocross race, you know, changing it out in the pit, and then you go. Like, you can't – apparently that's not kosher, but who knows? Well, well, hmm. UCI rules – all these rules are like they're they're selectively enforced. They're open to interpretation. This is the Olympics. It makes it – I don't know. I I didn't – Interesting. I I started scrolling through the thing, and I was like, I actually don't care about this. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's many reasons not to care. Reason number one, this is not going to apply for another four years again, so who cares? Number two, he finished, like, 18th or something. What are they going to do? Take his tin medal away? Like, his, his, his medal is, like, what? Where did he win? Wood? His wood medal? <laughs> so, no, he got a participant. He got a, <laughs> he got a participant trophy. <laughs> and a $15 gift certificate to Outback Steakhouse. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, I don't. I I didn't know that there was some sort of controversy. I just remember him doing it and me thinking like, is it really gonna make that big of a difference? Uh, obviously, right. it didn't at the end. But um, hmm, interesting. I wonder how many other rules are are different. Oh, maybe the rule that they only give you one number and you have to like, if you want another one, you have to make it by hand with sharpies. Uh. <laughs> We gotta find a picture. We gotta find a clear picture of that. Yeah. Don't you think though that it's funny that sometimes, not sometimes, but I mean during the Olympic races and during the World Championships, there's usually some kind of controversy over, oh, such and such from this country helps such and such from another country because they're in the same trade right, team. Right. Or be- this time around, not a lot of that. Mm. Not a lot of like chatter about like who was helping who or anything. It seemed to be. Pretty straightforward. Um, oh, um, Pantano's. Uh, who was it in the original break? Pantano was with somebody else from I Am Cycling. Uh, Matias Brandl, maybe. I can't remember one of. I, and the, the only reason I, I realized that is because they were both. They had the. They were riding the Scott Scott bikes that were like the fork was like all crazy. Looked like Saved by the Bell logo, like all kinds of like triangles and swirls and stuff. But that's the only thing that uh, that's the only thing that I can think of. Um, 
But yeah, that didn't happen this year. It just seemed like pretty straightforward as a, a race. Um, now, the women's race, on the other hand, 100K to go. And it was like crazy, amazing, like all kinds of attacks and stuff. And then it just ran out of gas again. <laughs> and then it just like was boring as hell for like another 60K. And then it got good again with like, I don't know, 30K to go. But this brings me to the... Um, uh, Armistead thing. I have very strong opinions about this. Very, very strong. I don't know exactly how Natalia feels about it. I don't know how you feel about it, Mike. I'll definitely let you speak your mind. But before I say anything, let me open by saying that people will say that all publicity is good publicity, regardless. Is that the saying, Mike? Is that what people say? That's it. Okay. And I sometimes I disagree with that. But in this particular instance, I think that this Armistead thing may have been good for the, for the road race, for the women's road race. Because honestly, I would have like, maybe at some point I would have checked it out, but I don't think I would have watched it. But because of this whole thing, I actually paid attention and watched it. So, mm. I don't know. Because, see, here's the thing with, with, with something like that. She's British, right? And you know what British people call like the villains in movies? The baddies? She was, she's the baddie. I, I like, I turned on, I was like, put the thing on, and I'm like, fuck that woman, I wanted to finish last, I wanted to crash, fuck her, and I goddamn cheater, and, uh, and I, 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 yeah, I mean, that's why I started watching the race, because I wanted to see her, see what would happen, see if somebody would, like, throw a huh. punch or something. Of course, that never happened, but, but the, 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 um, and, I mean, obviously, the camera people were very aware of that. Like, the TV people were very aware. I mean, obviously, she's the world champion as well. and She was one of the favorites. They showed her, like, so much. So, I mean, that could only have helped the, you know, the hoopla for the race, which is not bad. You know? So, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I'd yeah, I mean, be curious to know how many other people share that sympathy. Uh, probably nobody else. You're, you're, taking, you're taking, like, a pro wrestling approach to this. Yes, that is exactly what I am taking. Yes, that's exactly it. I hate her. I hate her. I don't know exactly why. Did you hate her before? Uh, I never. I never liked her. I can tell you that. Never liked. I never. And this was just the nail in the coffin. But then again, see, the thing with women cycling though is that I like Emma Johansson because I don't know. Actually, I don't know. To me, these people are yeah, like they're like wrestlers. I don't have reasons to like people or not like people. I love Mara Abbott. Why? I don't know, because she's a climber. Somebody once told me, like, oh, she's a pure climber. I think it was actually Natalia told me this ages ago. Oh, she's a pure climber. Oh, really? I like her. And it broke my heart that she got fourth. Broke my heart. Why do I like her or not like her? I watch her race once a year, twice a year. I have no reason to. But with the Armistead thing, though, I, I definitely have, have definite opinions about that. But, Mike, what do you think about the whole thing? Uh, I did not, I didn't pay attention to it, to be honest. Was it? The- I read it, I read it, and I was like, I don't, I'm not interested in this drug testing. <laughs> so you, you didn't pay attention because of drug testing, or because it was uh, no, no, women's No, no, I didn't pay cycling. attention to that story, because I wasn't paying attention to the whole the thing. I was just like, that's, I was like, okay, this, what? Well, uh, here's my issues. You're a professional cyclist. I'm not a professional. No, you're not. She is a professional cyclist. Oh, uh, okay. And she knows that part of her responsibilities 
uh, include these out-of-competition testing or random testing and stuff like that, right? This wasn't even during... I mean, we're talking about... Right, so she missed three of them in a year's period. We're not even talking about the other two, which is ridiculous that she missed three. In a, I don't remember who it was that tweeted, uh, in 14 years, I've missed one. How do you miss three in one year? But anyway, the first one, all right, the one that she went by later after the fact. It was like, oh, yeah, remember that one, my first one, like, months and months ago? Yeah, I would like to appeal that one. Why didn't you appeal it right away, you dumb douche? So even if she's not a cheater, she's a dumbass. All right, so let's just put it that way. Let, let's, let's be honest here. What, what, was her, what was her excuse? It's one or the other. Oh, for the first one, she said that she, her phone was on silent. Okay, my phone is always on silent because I am not a fucking asshole douchebag that walks around with her phone ringing when I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I shop at nice establishments, all right? So when I'm at Walmart, I don't want my phone to, like, go off and, and bother everybody, all right? I'm not what the, the hillbilly redneck that my, my oh, my ringtone? Um, yeah. When doves cry, Prince. <laughs> No, it is not. <laughs> no. I don't know. Actually, to tell you the truth, I really mean this. I don't remember the last time I heard my wrong ringtone, so I don't even know what it is. It's probably just yeah. one of the defaults. My phone is always on silent. And my, you know, right. guess me what? Bzz, bzz, that wakes me up when I'm sleeping. And if it didn't, if I'm waiting for like a phone call, if, my, if I have to go and pick up my wife from the airport and her flight is delayed, she tells me she's going to call me as soon as she lands. Guess what? I put the phone nearby. And then I turn the phone on so that I can hear the ring. Mm -hmm. I don't sure. fall asleep. She knows that these things could happen. Oh, my phone wasn't silent. I'm sorry. I didn't, you know. And then, so the guy went up to the front desk of the hotel. What room is she in? Blah, blah, blah. And the hotel was like, no, we can't give you the room number because blah, 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 right. blah, blah. And then the guy failed to identify himself as a UCI person and blah, 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 blah. Fine, whatever. All that stuff could potentially have happened. Number one. Don't put your freaking phone on silent if it's not going to wake you up, you dumb shit. Number two, and probably but more importantly... room was phone wasn't on silent. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is just so stupid. And this is during a race. And, and, <laughs> so number two, as soon as you find out what happened, you're, you're in a race. There's UCI people there. Just go look for somebody and be like, hey, dudes, this happened last night. Right away. Right away. Even if you don't... Even if, you don't, even if there's not somebody in the race at that moment that can help you, Go and look for those people. Appeal right away. You don't want a mark like that on your record. It's ridiculous. It's preposterous. It's stupid. It's, it, like, it stinks to high hell. And you're a dumbass for letting that happen. So either you're a cheat or you're a dumbass. Let's go beyond that. How come the press wasn't aware that that happened then? How come the press wasn't aware that it happened the second time? How come the press wasn't aware that it happened a third time and she was gonna be she was gonna be suspended? She she was she gets she got kicked out of the Giro Rosa and she was gonna race in the Olympics without anybody knowing that any of this had happened until the Daily Mail broke the story. A non-cycling publication, of course, because cycling publications, they're not gonna fucking spit in their own soup. They're not gonna be like, oh, of course, if there's like another doping scandal, people are gonna pay even less attention to cycling, so we should never, we should we, we just keep our mouths shut. It doesn't really matter. There's no investigative reporting in cycling, let's be honest. So the Daily Mail, thank God for them, goes out, uncovers the whole thing, and then her reaction to the whole thing is, I'm not a cheat, please believe me. Wah! I am a good person. Wah! I am a dumbass, yes. She's a dumbass. She's a moron. She's a dumb dumb. Either that, 
or she did she missed all three of these on purpose because she knew it would test mm-hmm. positive, mm-hmm. and then she's a cheat. I would like to give her the benefit of the doubt and think that she's the former, that she's just a dumbass. But either way, um, yeah, that doesn't bode well for women's cycling if you're really that that dumb. So there you go. That's my rant. I cannot wait to hear what Natalia has to say. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be awesome. So there. I mean, that's let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear what Natalia. Uh, okay. Let's see. Let's hear what Natalia has to say. All right. I think she's gonna start probably with the uh, Olympics race, but maybe not. Let's see. No idea. Let's hope for the Hello, best. Hello, everybody. I'm very sorry. I'm missing the podcast again. But this time I did manage to record this little segment to avoid another whereabouts strike. Oh, get it? <laughs> See what she did there? Mike. What? She said, I, I, I recorded this to avoid another whereabouts strike, which is what Armistead had. Hello, That's everybody. Awesome. I'm very She's sorry smart. I'm missing the podcast again, but this time I did manage to record this little segment to avoid another whereabouts strike. Today's menu is all about the women's Olympic road race. It was pretty much the highlight of the season, and boy, it delivered. Wait, she said it's the highlight of the season, like all season? I thought Pirate Roubaix was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, here we go. Going to talk the before, during, and after now. Before, all the talk was about Armistead's secret suspension due to her missing three doping controls in the last 12 months. It was, and I think still is, all over the news. So if you somehow managed to miss it, go Google it. You should be able to find it, no problem. I understand IT systems can be frustrating, but if my job kind of depends on me dealing with said IT system, You bet I'll be sure to make it a priority. Exactly my point. There's so many things in my job that suck and are annoying and are stupid, but guess, guess what? I do them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just do them. I have to remember yep. that every other Monday we have a staff meeting, which means I have to get there at 8 instead of 9. That's the way it is. I can't be like, oh, my phone was on silent. Idiot. Okay, let's see what else. <laughs> Unless, of course, I know that I have a pretty good chance to get away with avoiding it. But then things got interesting because the news went from Armistead missing three doping controls and still racing in Rio to Pauline Fergan Prevost having an affair with Juliana Absalon. Why was this? Because Armistead's fiance, Philippe Dignan, or Dignan, I don't know, the guy that races with Sky, didn't like Ferran Prevost's tweet stating that the ruling in favor of Armistead was shameful, and he fired back by saying that having an affair with a married guy was even more shameful. That's right, I forgot to bring that up. Did you know that part, Mike? I did not know. Now I am very interested in women's No, cycling. dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, who what was it? My friend Christian made a really funny comment about the the uh, Dain. How do you say his last name? Dainan, Dainan, Dainan. I think it's Dignan. I think it's Dignan. I don't know. Uh, but how like how how dare he to take to Twitter when he hasn't done anything in three years in Sky? So <laughs> whatever her his girlfriend's name is, 
uh, said, like, it's, it's shameful what happened with her. And then this jackhole goes out and goes, like, oh, sleeping with a married man is shameful or something or whatever. And I was like, first of all, no. We need to stop shaming fucking people without knowing what the circumstances of things are. If you sleep, I mean, I've slept with married women before because the circumstances were so, they were separated or, I don't know, we were both drunk, whatever. Who gives a shit? That's like a, that's a personal attack. You can't go around personally attacking people because somebody called your girlfriend out on like being a dumbass. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This is the plot thickens. And I'd completely forgotten about that. Thank you, Natalia, for bringing it up. Anyway, Natalia, what else do you have to say? Wow. And reality shows think they know drama. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Now, the race did not disappoint. This has been one of the most exciting women races I have seen so far. After a slow start, there were plenty of attacks and the outcome was uncertain through the whole thing until the final selection happened going up Chinesa. I was expecting to see Mara out dropping everybody because she put four minutes and 30 seconds between herself and the peloton going up Mortirolo in the Giro Rosa earlier this year, but she couldn't shake Annemiek van Vleuten in this one. Once the descent started, I thought van Vleuten had it until she had that horrific crash. Then I thought for sure out had it until they got her with 150 meters to go. Anna van der Breggen won, Emma Johansson was second, Elisa Longo-Orghini was third, and Abbott was fourth. That was heartbreaking. So the Netherlands got the gold, Sweden got the silver, and Italy got the bronze. After okay, before she, goes, before she goes on with this, I thought about something else that I wanted to say about the... Oh yeah, about what's her face's crash. Did you see the crash, Mike? Of course, you saw the right. I did, it was horrific. Yeah, no, I did see the crash. Ufa, it was, Ufa, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And the, and the thing that was crazy was that that road, you know, there was no barrier, but there was a really high concrete curb. Yeah, that she slammed that into. Too. I know, I know. It was it was just there should have been something there. I mean, that should have been a someone should have noticed that that was a point where the, a crash could occur. I mean, how many crashes? You can say all you want. You can say all you want about how she took the how she took the corner or didn't take the corner, but still, that that was just it seemed like a very a very like uh, a negligent uh, part of the course. Agreed. I think that if it was on the Tour de France or the Giro d'Italia, the organization would have been all over that because if they weren't, then the riders would have like had a strike and. Imagine if they had a strike during the Olympic race and just <laughs> rode it at like ten miles an hour. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I th there were there were other spots in the course that were just incredibly dangerous, and they just had like a mattress, like really a mattress tied around like a pole and stuff like that. Definitely not the best thing in the world. Also, I, I, if I were Brazilian, I would be a little embarrassed that they basically took that race through like some pretty ugly parts of the. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's, there's ugly parts of New York, and you don't want... Like, you, if the Olympic road race was in New York, you wouldn't want it to go to Jersey. You know what I mean? Just let's let's keep that to ourselves, that exists. Let's just send the race to, like, like upstate New York. Let's go towards Poughkeepsie, you know, where it's nice and by the river. <laughs> don't send it down to, like, Jersey. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. There was a lot of places that were really ugly. But anyway, um, yeah, a lot of that descent was dangerous. I mean, even where Nibali and and now crashed... It was the same situation. There was a same big, thing. tall yep. thing. And, yeah, I mean, who knows if they would have gone over that thing. I don't know what kind of, you know, what's on the other side. But anyway, okay. Uh, Natalia's not done yet, so let's listen to the rest. After the race, Van der Breggen said that she was shocked when she passed 
Pivan Blodin, and Emma Johansson started encouraging her to push on, saying that we'll do it for Anemic. And everyone now is saying how classy Johansson was in doing that. Sure, but I do think that the last thing Johansson needed at that moment was to lose Van der Regen focus. Behind, they had a group with Armistead, and in front, Abbott was slipping away with gold. The situation was simple. The trio had to go all in to catch Abbott, keeping the ones behind at bay, and everyone will get a medal. So yeah, let's do it for Anemic. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I read that too. At first, I didn't think much about it. But yeah, I mean, Hanson's pretty... The other two girls are going to be like, oh, dude, this is messed up. Johansson is like, I don't give a shit if it's messed up or not. I mean, sure, it's messed up, but can we get going? We, we're going to get caught. Let's just keep going. Uh, yeah, I, I can't blame her a bit. I really like that girl anyway. That he did have the dopiest helmet of the Olympics. She won the, she won the, her helmet won the Special Olympics medal. All right. <laughs> Before I say my goodbyes, I'll have you know that I enjoyed the men's race too and still haven't recovered from an house crash. Oh, and I also hope that Lachlan Morton from Jelly Belly gets a World Tour gig again. And that's all I have for today. Enjoy the rest of the podcast, and I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Natalia's so diligent. If I, if I can't make it to the podcast, I'm like, dude, if I can't make it, peace. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, so... You know, it's interesting now I'm thinking about it with all the stuff ahead of time and all the stuff, I mean, all the stuff before the race and all the stuff during the race and all the stuff after the race, the women's race was way more interesting than the men's race. Hmm. Right? I mean, I mean, really straightforward. I mean, Nibali's crash was the only thing, but nobody said anything about Nibali's crash. There was no like positive doping or whatever Armistead's thing is. I don't know. Just interesting. Just interesting. Anything else you want to say about the Olympics, Mike? Nope. Um, you want to talk about um, some uh, transfers for the last little bit we have? Yeah. This, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much we want. I don't know how much there is to say about this, but um, we can. I can just. Lars Bohm is leaving Astana and going back to uh, Lotto and Old Jumbo which was before this Belkin, and before that it was Rabobank, or before that was Blanco, and then before that Rabobank. So he's going back to Rabobank, so I think a little bit of a tail between the legs. Lars Baum didn't really do much in, in Astana, but... Uh, mm, um, also, Johan van Sommeren is... Um, what do you call that? Retiring? As is... Purito Rodriguez, last weekend was his last race, the Olympic race. And also uh, Frank Schleck. Finally, the Schlecks are out of cycling. Took a little bit to get him out, but wow. Uh, no, why do I say that? Like, I'm, I'm so mean. Um, let's see. Then the big, the big one, I think, is the Vincenzo Nibali leaving Astana and going to Bahrain, Merida. Yes. Um, Very I, excited for those kits. I don't. 
just because you haven't seen them or because you have a feel. I mean, the thing is that the Bahrain flag is not really that bad. It's not really that bad. It's just a white field with the orange, I mean, red uh, triangle. So it's not like a crazy flag. So I really don't think it's going to be that crazy, of a, honestly. I think it's going to be pretty straightforward and kind of boring. But I can't wait. We shall see. We shall yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know anybody else who is... Um, who signed for that team. So for as far as I know right now, that's the only... Oh, no, 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 no. That's not true, actually. I'm looking at the wrong list. Hold on a second. I do have... Uh, where did I put this thing? That are going to Bahrain. I mean, a lot of these are rumors. A lot of these are, like, more than rumors. Uh, Valerio, Agn Valerio Agnoli, Manuele Boaro, Sonny Col Colbrelli, uh... And Diego Ulisi, it was the first one that I heard was Diego Ulisi, Alessandro Vanotti, and Giovanni Visconti. Obviously, all of them Italian, which means that this team is going to have a very Italian flair to it, kind of how Astana does. Or did, because all the so Italians. So, what's going to yeah, happen to Astana? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's leaving it's Astana. Everybody's Fabio Aru and. Yeah, it's going to be Fabio Aru, and that's it. Um, let me see, actually. Astana. Um, so they're losing Agnoli, Lars Bohm. They re-signed De Vries, but who cares about that? Um, Andrea Guardini's leaving, supposedly to Lampre. Tanel Kangert is staying. Superman Lopez is staying. Diego Rosa is apparently going to Team Sky. Uh, Michele Scarponi oh shit he's not retiring <laughs> Jesus Christ he's gonna raise <laughs> another year apparently he's staying put uh, and Vanotti is going to Bahrain so yeah I mean not many people who knows who they're gonna get though oh well actually I, I can let me see I did this little thing it's awesome so I can actually organize everything by team Excel baby uh, Astana Pro team Oscar Gato going to Astana. Nice. Jasper Hansen going to Astana. Uh, who is this? Moreno Moser. Oh wow, man! I don't know. Moreno, I've said this before. Moreno Moser, when he first started racing, he was really a kid that I thought, man, this guy. He thought I thought he was gonna be the Peter Sagan, and it just didn't really pan out. Mikel Scarponi, like I said, um, that's it, really, wow, uh, okay, so, hold on a second, now I gotta reorganize all my stuff, now, we have, uh, oh man, I, I lost my place, Mike, Mike. Don't blame me. You're killing me, Mike. You're killing me. Uh, what's, what's the name of the dude in Sandlot? You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it is not really as funny. And the fact that it took me forever to actually get it out. Um, so, Atapuma is rumored to be leaving BMC to go to Orica Bike Exchange. I, what? Nobody, usually Colombian, the Colombian press is really good about these rumors. I haven't seen it in Colombian press at all. 
So I'm not sure if that's true or not. But I think that'll be really good. Also, you know, you've heard the rumor of Taylor Finney going to uh, Cannondale, which would be good for Cannondale because they really need to be way deeper than they actually are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, Moreno Moser to Astana from Cannondale. Um, Talansky already signed the extension to stay in Cannondale. Uh, blah, 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 a bunch of people we don't care about. Uh, Bosenhagen also is staying put. Uh, All these I Am Cycling guys have to find jobs. Yeah, actually, let's look at I Am Cycling right now. So, Matthias Brandl apparently is going with um, Harlinson Pantano to Trek Sagafredo. Steph Clement apparently is going to some Sunweb Giant. Speaking of a new team, Sunweb Giant, I'm wondering if their kit is going to change a lot, and I hope it does. Hmm. Um, Jerome Coppell is going to some like... Oh, no, 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 that's right. Jerome Coppell is the guy that he also retired. Jerome Coppell is done. Um, it's a good thing because he hasn't done anything in like five years. Uh, Dries Deven, Devenis... The Belgian dude, he is going to Ethics Quick Step. Uh, Matthias Frank signed with uh, AG2R. Um, Roger Kluge is going to Orica Bike Exchange. Uh, Oliver Nysen is going to ATG, A- AG2R. Uh, uh, that's the only ones that I have for, for I Am Cycling. Uh, a lot of those were rumors. Uh, I don't know how rumory, but rumors nonetheless (laughs) I don't know how rumory I I mean I don't know how how much I would believe the rumors but uh, Carlos um, Carlos Verona as well the Spanish guy that uh, used to ride for Ethics Quickstep is now going to Orica Bike Exchange which means they're getting actually a lot of really really good riders Uh, Stein Weindenberg is finally getting out of the the Ethics Quickstep he was always like just such a workhorse for them, and he's going to AG2R, a team that basically doesn't have a lot of power for the for the classics. But I think this is so much better for him; he can actually ride for himself finally. So I'm very happy for the big guy. He's huge, big guy. Um, I'm just reading here instead of actually even commenting. Uh, oh, I'm going the wrong way. Uh, Roger Kluge we talked about. Uh, Lotto Sudal, Lotto Sudal. A l- bunch of people are staying put in Lotto Sudal. Lars Bach, uh, Jasper the Voice, uh, Thomas de Gent. All those guys are staying. Oh, yeah, Caleb Ewan. Oh, no, Caleb Ewan is the guy that is staying put. It's Michael Matthews that is leaving Orica. So Bling Matthews is going to... Giant Sunweb. Uh, man, this is so professional right now, dude. People are yelling to... Oh, <laughs> dude, come on! What the hell? Um, wait, where's Giants? Oh, no, nah, what, what's the name of the new name of the team? Oh, Sunweb, of course. So I was looking for under G. Sunweb Giants. Uh, Phil Bauhaus. The coolest name ever. This dude's name is Phil Bauhaus. I mean, if you're a design nerd, then Bauhaus is awesome. 
And if you're like a music nerd, Bauhaus is awesome. Either way, it's just an awesome last name. Oh, speaking of awesome names, did you know this? This is going to be the most important, the, the best part of the podcast of this episode. You know, I, I'm looking for a new eye doctor. Do you know what the name of my doctor is that I found? No joke. Nicholas Tesla. I'm not even kidding, dude. Come not on. kidding. The dude's name is Nicholas Tesla. He's like three miles farther away than the other doctor. I was like, screw it, dude. I'm going to go to Nicholas Tesla. I'm going to go over there. Dude is going to like install some glasses on me that I'm going to be able to see the future and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy that. Awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Um, all right. So Michael Matthews, Lars Baum, um, Juan Jose Lobato, who never really got to do much in Movistar, is going to um, Lotto NL Jumbo, who is also getting, like I said, Lars Baum and Kessink resigned. Uh, also, Steven Kreiswick. Resigned. Uh, I don't know, man. Oh, uh, Cohen the Court uh, is going from Team Giant to Trek Sagafredo, which is awesome because he is the cowboy from hell, as we all know. Um, I don't know. I think that's it. Jose Luis Rodriguez. I want everybody to do me a favor. And when, if you're in front of a computer, near a computer, you do this. Mike, I want you to do it too. I'm going to do it as I tell you to do it. Do a search for Jose Luis, J-O-S-A-S-E-L-U-I-S, Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G. Does the autocomplete come out for you? Yep. What is, what is the first one? El Puma El Puma. El Puma. Yeah, just just go to Jose Luis Rodriguez El Puma. El Puma. Yeah, and then look at this guy, man. He is like the Venezuelan. Um, <laughs> he's like the Venezuelan. Uh, what's the name of that guy? Uh, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Thank you very much. He's like the Venezuelan Tom Jones. He's like 90 wow. years old, but he looks like he's 73, but look at him. He looks all young and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. this poor dude, he's a new, he's a new pro from Chile. Uh, he's writing for Trek Sagafredo for, the, for his first professional year. And his name is Jose Luis Rodriguez. The same oh. name as this dude. Uh, is he nicknamed El Puma? And his nickname is El Puma. Of course it is. Yeah. You know who this looks like? This guy looks more like a Neil Diamond type guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more. The reason got that a I la- say black leather jacket, the slick back dark hair, the plastic surgery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right, actually. You are absolutely right. Well, I hope that everybody all over the podcasting world thanks me because I found for you. Jose Luis Rodriguez, El Puma. And then you can actually also look for photos of him when he was younger. And he has like the feathered hair. He looks like Uncle Jesse or something. Oh, it's just brilliant. He looks like Uncle Jesse, but with more hair. Yeah. Brilliance, brilliance, brilliance. Um, okay, Mike. That's all I had to say. Great. No, it's not. Me too. Speedmetalcycling.com. At the Skull Crusher. On um, Instagram at uh, at Gage DeSoto. Yeah. At Gage DeSoto. And GageDeSoto.com. We are thinking about doing this uh, on the weekly, so we will discuss with the rest of the crew once they're back from vacation and traveling. And we may actually start doing the, the podcast 
once a week, um, like maybe every Tuesday it comes out or something like that. I don't know. If you think that's a good idea, shoot us uh, an email, info at speedmetalcycling.com. Um, if you think that's a terrible idea, then also shoot us an email. I want to see if you guys think that it would be good or bad to have this thing once every week. So please do that and enjoy the rest of the Olympics, everybody. Remember, the Olympic spirit is the most important thing, all right? Spirit of cooperation. It's cooperation between the IOC and the corrupt governments of all the cities to keep all the money and screw all the people, all right? That's the Olympic spirit. We're out of here. Peace. Si quieren buscar amores de los que aman de verdad No dejen que yo me vaya con el corazón vacío No esperen a que haga frío para empezar a buscar El calor de un buen amigo que les hable, que les quiera Que una palabra sincera puede las penas callar Agárrense de